0: Well, hello again, Lena Abujemmer here with the Living With Power Hope podcast. I am so glad you came back and tuned in to today's episode of our Amazingly fun podcast. We're going through a series called Dear Lena, and uh, it is an open ended series. And every week I answer questions that have to do with life, faith, and everything in between. And so uh, many of you have sent questions, and I'm so glad you have. Uh, you can send any question about any topic to Dear Lena at livingwithpower.org. And the goal in this series, in this podcast, is to give you biblical truth for everyday life. Uh, what I'd like to do is still hope for the Christian in a post-Christian world. We're living in post-Christian days, days where people no longer hold to the biblical teachings. Um, not that they always did, but there was a time when our country was was uh, based on uh, as the civic religion of America was the Judeo-Christian religion and. There were a lot of acceptable orthodox beliefs that were just taken for granted. And over the last couple of decades, we've seen uh, uh, shifting away from that. And now uh, people uh, are biblically illiterate by and large in the West, unfamiliar with the Christian faith and indifferent or even angered by Christian doctrine. So we're living in, in interesting days. And for the Christian, there's never been a better day to shine the light of Jesus, wherever you are. God has you where you are for a reason. In fact, today, uh, the question is gonna be very relevant to this regard. I hope, by the way, you're subscribed to this podcast. If not, you need to do it right now. Uh, even better, write us a review, and we'd love it to be a five-star review. Uh, and uh, if you like this podcast, share it with someone you love. We're dealing with practical questions and practical life uh, situations and offering practical biblical wisdom for you. So here's today's question uh, having to do with how to live you know, your Christian life. I think that you'll find this very practical and relevant. Uh, it's a short question, so somebody sent this to me. Uh, this week. Dear Lena, how do I live out my calling in social isolation? How do I live out my calling in social isolation? Now, mind you, our, our social isolation is better now than it used to be back in March of 2020. When COVID broke out, we really literally could not uh, do much. But even now, there's a lot of rules about masks and distancing and community and our church life has been markedly affected. Um, boy, who hasn't seen the changes that have happened? And and uh, if you're teaching your high schoolers and junior highers and elementary schoolers right now, man, you feel it more than most of us. And so uh, you might be living out your calling in social isolation in closer quarters than you ever thought um, that you would ever live. But uh, I think this question pertains to sort of how do you reach out to other people in a day when people are leery of being close with one another. And so it's a great question because we're here on earth for a reason. We're going to get into some of the scriptures in a minute. Uh, but as usual, I'm going to Give you three big bullet points that will summarize uh, my thoughts on how to live out your calling in social isolation. Um, and so let me, let me start with the first and then I'll guide you to some scripture. Living out your calling is less about your location and all about your heart. All right? Living out your calling is less about location and all about your heart. Now, I think probably the best verse here is in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. I think this is a good reminder of sort of the Christian life and how we're to live our Christian life. Uh, They're famous verses. In fact, those are the two first verses. I think um, maybe the second set of verses that I memorized as a Christian uh, back in my high school years. Um, Paul wrote, I appeal to you, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, uh, what is good and acceptable and perfect and and this is a, a verse uh two verses that sort of uh, frame the model of living in the christian life and it talks it, it it's it's a heart model the christian life is not a works model it's a heart model we are saved by grace not of works let any man should boast in ephesians 2 8 through 10 um uh, we in this verse it, it isn't talking about salvation it's talking about the living out of the Christian life. And it talks about this offering, offering of yourself, offering of of all of that you are. It talks about your bodies, but it's talking about the entire self. We're offering ourselves to God, a living sacrifice, so that whatever God tells us to do, we do it. Wherever he tells us to go, we go. And, and, And we see this over and over again in examples of men and women in Scripture who gave their life to Jesus. It was never about the job. It was always about the relationship. That has not changed. And so in order to live out your calling, here's the... 1st subpoint: you must yield your heart. This is about your heart, okay? So if you have in your mind, man, I really want to do this for Jesus, well, he might shut that door. Paul spent the majority of his Christian ministry time in prison, and so if, if the Apostle Paul's goal was to, to do a certain thing, to go to a certain place, to serve in a certain city, he would have been massively disappointed, maybe even left the faith, but he didn't. On the contrary, he was fueled over and over again. Why? Well, because he understood that, service and and living out your calling and and worshiping God was less about location, more about your heart. This is, by the way, why a lot of people who talk about, well, I hate where I'm living. I want to move. If I move, everything will be fine. And we're constantly reminded that you can move a million times. You can go to the mountains. You can go to the beach. You can go to the desert. You can go stay in the city. If your heart doesn't change, if you don't find contentment and joy in God, if you don't give, yield your heart to God right here, right now, doesn't matter where you are, you're never going to be happy. All right, same principle with living out your calling. It's not about a location, it's about your heart. And there are seasons where God will have you in a ministry or in a season in life, even the calling to marriage or the calling to singleness. There's seasons in life, and where he has you right now is more about your heart, less about your location. So in order to live out your calling, you must yield your heart, and in order to live out your calling, you must know your purpose. You say, what is my purpose in life? Well, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. Your purpose in life, my purpose in life, our purpose in life is to glorify God no matter what we do. I just think that that's, again, that's... That's such an important reminder. Our purpose in life is not to write books, travel to places, start nonprofits. Those are all things I've done in this ministry, but that is not my life purpose. My life purpose. Uh, depending on again, uh, so many scriptures do that. As I was going to say is to, is to enjoy, um, glorify God by enjoying Him forever. I think is John Piper's famous quote based on the um, uh, Confession of Faith, Westminster Confession of Faith. But but no matter how you look at it, ultimately if you want to sum it up. Your life purpose is to glorify God. And how do you glorify God? Well, by by enjoying Him. And how do you enjoy Him? You get to know Him, and you ha- are in relationship with Him. Uh, this is you know this is a lifelong story where people talk about burning out while serving god why because they get so caught up with working for god that they miss the relationship with god that is a threat to every christian who has given their life to serve the lord which should be every christian but particularly we see it with people who have given their life to minister full-time pastors lay leaders and and you burn out why because you get so caught up in the list of dues for god that you have oh the weight of the work that you want to do for god that if you're not spending time with god then it's gonna affect your work for God, all right? This is really important uh, to keep in mind. So do you know your purpose? And, and by the way, I mean, God has purposes for us. Let me read you uh, Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse eight through 10. By grace, you've been saved through faith. This is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, Not as a, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, verse 10, very important to our discussion. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God has a purpose for us. I don't think you can belittle that or overlook that. It's not like God is like, oh, I just want you to free float. No, he has works. What he doesn't want, and, and I think the verse doesn't specify works, because they vary. And it's sort of like like I watch my sister with her kids, and uh, you know, even any relationship, parents and kids, you can sort of apply this. You know, One day the chore may be to take the... Plates out of the dishwasher, the next day maybe to cut the grass, the next day maybe to do your homework, the next day maybe just to sit with the family. The job is not the issue, it's relationally. Are you open and willing? And we'll get to that in a second. So in order to live out your calling, you must yield your heart. Second, you must know your purpose. And thirdly, in order to live out your calling, you must maintain your focus. You got to be focused on those things. The fact that somebody sent me that question is asking that question, how do I live out my calling in social isolation? That is a person who is focused. That is a clear clear vision. You're asking the right question. So, So that's great. So big idea number one, living out your calling, less about location, more about the heart. How is your heart? Where are your eyes fixed? That will affect your focus, affect your heart. Okay, number two, living out your calling is less about other people and more about your God. Now, that's I'm not saying it's not about people, be careful, okay? It is less about people and more about God. I think we upside down that a lot. I think we make calling and ministry all about other people, and we forget the element of God. Therefore, when people don't Commend us, flatter us, thank us. We get upset and bitter. At least it happens to me uh, when when people uh, you know don't take note of what we're doing. We become upset, you know, and so we make people the controlling factor in our calling, and they're not. Now they're the they're the aim of our calling. God wants to use us to affect other people. So clearly, God, there is a relational that's horizontal, but it's rooted in your vertical relationship. And so uh, let me read you. How, uh, I, I thought a good. Pair, uh, A verse to read for this context would be Jeremiah chapter 1, where you kind of get a sense of that. Jeremiah is called by God to be a prophet. And so the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah's writing to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. This is huge. God is saying to Jeremiah, this plan for you to be used, it came into place before you were even put in the womb. Think about that in the context of your life. Same can be said for you. God knew you before you were even product of conception of your mom and dad. Think about that. This is crazy. God had a plan even then. It wasn't like he said, oh, I'm going to see what their personality is like. Once I know their Enneagram, I'll decide what I want to use it for. No. God planned to have you born in this time, in this place, for in your family for a reason. He had a plan. He had a work. He had a plan. He, Ephesians 2.10 and Jeremiah 1 point to the fact that God didn't just go, oh, my goodness, Lena was born in 19, 2020, I really meant, or I was born in 1972. You know, he that wasn't like, oh, whoops, I should have had her born in 1910. No, God knew. Can you imagine me in 1910? I speak so fast. I think unless you're living in this era and, and, and your synapses are trained to function at the rate that I talk, I would be a disaster in any other era than this. Well, well that's not accidental. God knew that. God put me in this place, in this time, for this reason. Do you see it? He's done the same for you. So before we were born, God put us here. Less about people, more about God. And then, of course, Jeremiah goes on and says, Behold, Jeremiah is like, Ah, oh, Lord God, behold, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a youth. So the Lord reminds him, Don't say, I am only a youth, for to all To whom I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. Why? Because they're a reminder that the people are the product. God is the root. God is the one who calls. God is the one who moves and speaks and plans and ordains. And as followers of Christ, we follow his leading. So, you know, this is good, because unless God calls you to it, don't waste your time on it, whether you're in isolation or not free yourself of the burden. If God hasn't called you to it, don't waste your time on it. Unless God equips you for it, don't use up your energy on it. So many Christians are expending energy on serving people that God has never called you to. If you're finding yourself burnt out serving people, you probably aren't getting your, your, advance, your directives from God. All right? Because God equips you to what he has for you. You might be spread too thin. There might be a people that you're going to have to say, all right, I can't extend to that person right now. In fact, if you're homeschooling right now and you weren't homeschooling a year ago, then your people, your calling has changed. It is no longer the people at your work. It is now the people in your home, and uh, again, it's 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 more about God and where He has you right now. So, if He has put it before you, He will equip you for it. Use unless God leads you to them, don't push yourself on them. Don't push yourself on them. Don't go find new people to serve. Uh, unless they're, God has put, put them before you, or has led you, you you know, I mean, we, we you know obviously, well, well, I'll get you an example, uh, Philip, in uh, Acts chapter, I don't know, 6, 7, 8, somewhere in, in Acts, uh, in the early part of Acts, Philip is an apostle, and he uh, goes and leads a revival in Samaria, and then God speaks to him, and says to him, I want you to go and minister to the Ethiopian, and so there's a leading, so Philip goes and looks for the guy, but it wasn't like he just kind of decided, hey, I'm sick of Samaria, it's time for me to move elsewhere, no, he followed the leading of the the spirit and so again this has more to do with God and less to do with people God leads and people are in the way you know I mean not in the way badly people are in your way to minister to them so if you wake up in the morning and are rooted in God and your heart is the Lord's and you come to God and say God I want to give you my life to, again you know today I'm giving you my time I'm giving you my attention show me now you go outside and I was this happened to me recently I was on a walk and this girl from across Jesus goes Lena is that you and I had been praying on the walk, and and you know clearly God put her in my face. She said to me, I've been praying that I see you. I have a medical question. She's my neighbor, and she goes, I was praying that I would see you, and God put me in her path. Clearly, again, she's the person God has me meeting that day, but it's more about God who ordained for me to be on that path as I'm tuned into him and praying, God, use me in ministry. Now girl comes. Now, if I can't see that God has put that person in my eyesight for a reason, then I'm missing it. So living out your calling, less about your location, more about your heart, less about other people, more about your God. Again, it is about people, but it is rooted in God. And thirdly, living out your calling is less about planning and more about responding. All right. Um, Isaiah chapter six, a great passage of scripture where Isaiah sees God, he has this vision and he falls on his knees. And God says in Isaiah, Verse 6, chapter 6, verse 8 I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and say to this people. Uh, this is Isaiah responding. You say, How do I respond to God? You do this. Here I am, send me. It's Samuel uh, in his bed hearing God call him Samuel. He didn't recognize God's voice twice. On the third time, he says, he asks Eli, Are you, have you called me again? And Eli recognizes his voice. God, he says to him, just say to him, here I am. Send me, here I am. God, what is it that you want to say? I'm here. I'm... So we're responding to God. Planning, yeah, to a certain degree. I have a nonprofit. If we don't plan a budget, if we don't plan vision, it won't get done. But there's a responding. When there's a disaster, we go where God calls us to go. Why? Because we're responding to God's movement. So while you can plan some things, it's your availability that positions you to action. And while you must plan some things, it's your willingness that propels you to move. And while you must plan some things, you must pray for everything. You pray. Again, you pray. You pray what? You pray that God speaks. You pray that you hear. You pray that you say, yes, God. You pray that God makes it obvious and that the road becomes available. So how do you live out your calling in social isolation? (laughs) The same way you live it all the time. Less about your location, more about your heart. Less about other people, more about your God. Less about planning, more about responding. Man, the poster child for that is the Apostle Paul. Didn't matter where he was. No wonder he wrote those words. Whatever it is you do, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Is that how you're living in social isolation? Are you afraid, locking yourself up, worried about people, who you're going to talk to, what you're going to... who you're going to meet, or you're out asking the Lord, it might be a Facebook friend that you'll minister to today, it might be the people in your home that you'll minister to, or it might be your neighbor, you might be prompted um, maybe they're outside and you connect with them, and and on and on and on, there's so many ways I can promise you that you are here right now for a reason, God does not make mistakes, he has works that he's called you to, he will lead you to them and if he's calling you to a break right now praise him for it, and get ready, don't waste this break, get ready, be into to him, deepen your walk with him by focusing on his word. Listen, that's the honest to God truth. So um, I hope that you will find your purpose in life. I hope you already know your purpose in life. I want to encourage you. You're not crazy. You're not, maybe you're in a season where you thought God was going to do something and it's not happening because of social isolation. Don't be discouraged. It's only a season. God is going to turn it around. Use the time, ready yourself to the season that's coming. Uh, God is at work in so many ways. Let us ask him to open our eyes and see and behold his glory all around us. Hey, if you've got another question for me, send it at dearlina at livingwithpower.org. As usual, I invite you to join our Facebook community group every 7 p.m. Chicago Central Time. I will be teaching live through uh, the scriptures and uh, love that time with you guys. Many of you become friends of mine through that community group. Join it by going to livingwithpower.org. Click on Join Our Community. If you've been encouraged by this podcast, share it with someone. If you've got questions, comments to me, please uh, leave them in the comments section if you're seeing this on social media or shoot me an email, dearlina at livingwithpower.org. Hey, have a blessed day. God loves you. Don't you forget it. He's created you. He has a plan for your life. He saw you even before you were formed in your mother's womb. That is such a promise to hang our hat on today. Love you guys. Catch you next week.